an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, welcome back to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. If this podcast has been broadcasting healing vibes into your life, please follow on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. Your review helps other people find this podcast and the transformations continue. And don't forget to share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit. Let's heal together. Build that gratitude muscle. Do it every day, but do it in a way that it becomes who you are, in a way that it just, it's a deep feeling and not a to-do list. That's really when the results for me personally, and then when I started coaching, just the results just started to go through the roof. Mm. So it actually stops becoming what you do and it starts becoming who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's really where the change happens. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, today on the podcast, I have Holly Bertone and she almost needs no introduction. She's been on the podcast many times. I absolutely love her. She's a number one best-selling Amazon author. She's a certified natural health coach. She is a breast cancer survivor. She helps women who have Hashimoto's and she is the host of the Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast and is a huge ray of sunshine and a very good friend of mine. Because this month we've been talking about gratitude so much and how important it is and how it changed my life, I thought I'd invite an expert on who talks about it all the time. Her podcast is, you know, short little podcast for tips about getting better and also about how gratitude can play a role in your life. So Holly Verdone, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much, Amy. It's like old home week every time we hang out. I love it. Holly, why did you start a podcast called Gratitude Builds Fortitude? Do you want to know why I started a podcast or why I called it that? (laughs) (laughs) I do know why you called it that, actually. But no, like, so I know that you say it happened by accident, but there's no such thing as accidents or maybe there's only happy accidents. Do you want to talk about why you started it? Yeah, absolutely. Interestingly, I was I was blogging and I was still talking about gratitude And I don't know, all of a sudden, I just started recording these like short little, almost like podcast episodes, but not on a podcast platform and sharing with my community. And then I don't know, all of a sudden, it just came to life. It just happened. I was not a fan of speaking my voice and speaking my truth. And anyone who maybe has some limiting beliefs or even has some thyroid issues, there's a lot of stuff that that comes from that. So yeah, it was a really big deal for me to start this podcast. And I was really shocked at how quickly it just took off. But it's called Gratitude Builds Fortitude. And we can get into this a little bit later. When I was growing up, my mother had Addison's disease. Pretty much every single day of her life, she said, it builds fortitude, it builds fortitude. It was like her life mantra. And I always thought it kind of talked about the storms of life. And 
when I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2010, it was on my 39th birthday. And then I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's a year later. Going through these health challenges, I kind of was like, okay, I get it, fortitude. Like you go through the storms of life and it builds fortitude. But it wasn't until later that I realized that the it that she was referring to was gratitude. And it's just how she showed up to life in that state of gratitude and love, no matter what was going on. Unfortunately, when I connected the dots, it was already after she had passed. But I really started to jump into the science and the research. There is a lot of connection and there are scientific studies that show that gratitude builds mental resilience. Mm. And that's fortitude. I mean, that's the grit. That's the strength. And that's why I now am 100% like that's what I hang my hat on every single day is gratitude builds fortitude. And it kind of rhymes too. (laughs) It does. And it's so cute. And of course, you're so cute. (laughs) Uh, You're like a a pint-sized like ray of sunshine or something. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So Holly, how do you incorporate gratitude every single day? I actually just did an Instagram reel on this that I don't practice gratitude every single day. (gasps) <gasps> what? I know. I'm a gratitude and mindset coach and I actually don't practice it every day. Here's the thing, right? And and I grew up this way. I'm sure you had kind of a similar background. And as you know, everyone else, like you start with the three things you're grateful for. That's what everyone tells you to do. Make a list of three things you're grateful for. But for me, it was a list. You check the box. I'm a type A overachiever. So I'm like, okay, check the box, done. Check the box, done. Made my list of gratitude, but not feeling it. So that's when I really started to jump into the the science and everything, realizing that it's not about the list of three things. It's about feeling it. Mm. It's about experiencing gratitude from the inside out and incorporating that practice. Like you go to the gym, you exercise, you do your push-ups every day, or you go for a walk every day, or you read a book every day, you eat nutritious foods every day. These are all things that you do that build that muscle. Gratitude's the same way. Build that gratitude muscle to do it every day, but do it every day in a way that it becomes who you are, in a way that it just, it's a deep feeling and not a to-do list. That's really when the results for me personally, and then when I started coaching, just the results just started to go through the roof. Hmm. So it actually stops becoming what you do and it starts becoming who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's really where the change happens. So that's why I, I like to say like, I actually don't because it's it's a part of who I am. It's a part of myself. It's a part of my DNA. While I am grateful 24 seven, I don't always have a gratitude practice that I do every day, if that makes sense. I, and I agree. I'm the same way. For years, I I did do the list and I would say it right before I was falling asleep and that would help me sleep. It used to take me two and a half hours to fall asleep sometimes. I mean, at minimum an hour. And then I started seeing what I was grateful for and then I was immediately falling asleep. I mean, so quickly that sometimes I didn't even get to the list. It was crazy because I had trained my brain to start already feeling like I was receiving this stuff and, and just recognizing and I was starting to do it throughout the day. Yeah, it has become who I am. And it wasn't something that I really thought would happen, but it did. And I was just curious, like, so what were some of the research articles that you found or did the science convince you? (laughs) Yeah, every day. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just go through some of the the ways that's, that gratitude really can improve your health. It is proven to help you have 20% more energy, which is oh, wow. amazing, especially with the individuals in, in my community that, that come to me with, with these health challenges to improve the quality of your relationship. There were studies that showed that individuals who practice gratitude exercise 33% more a week. Oh, wow. To have 10% fewer stress-related illnesses, Hmm. which... Only 10%? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. It seems it's a lot higher. Well, illnesses, but there was a study that showed those who practice gratitude are 23% less stressed. So it does help with reducing your stress. Mm -hmm. Sleeping better is one of them. 16% less depressed. And then, like I said, my favorite one is the building mental strength or or building that fortitude and that grit. Can we get into that for a second? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I think this is important and especially really such gracious host, Amy, for having me back. Just want to get into kind of some, some advanced stuff in today's episode. And really, I think... So many times we think about gratitude going back to the past for what has happened. We think about it like, so let's say tonight, let's say if I'm doing my gratitudes and I'm like, oh, thank you for being on Amy's podcast. Like that's, that would be kind of how we traditionally think of gratitude. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to practice gratitude backwards. You can obviously be grateful in the moment. So right now, I could be grateful that I'm here and sharing with you on the on the podcast, but you can also be grateful for things that haven't happened. And that's when I, I know you're like really into like the quantum physics, like that's when you can really start to just bend time and reality. And this is when, and I kind of talk about gratitude at the cellular level, like, you know, our cells listen to all of our thoughts. They take the nutrients from all of the food that we eat. They take the water that we drink. They take that movement, that exercise that that we do. And they also, they capture that gratitude. And that's when, go back to that list of three things, you're grateful in the moment, but sometimes it doesn't stick. And this is really kind of getting into that sticky gratitude is when it really becomes a part of your DNA. I mean, when it is at the cellular level. And when you start looking at gratitude from that future perspective, so not just waking up this morning and practicing my gratitudes, but I'm I'm grateful for being on your show today, even though it hadn't happened. Mm. That's kind of like a step one. Having that solid, sticky gratitude, that it is such a part of you, that you know that you are grateful regardless of what happens in the future. There's only one thing that's certain, and that is everything is uncertain, right? Mm -hmm. That we don't know what the future is going to bring, that we could be facing challenges, that we may be in having health challenges or relationship challenges or financial challenges or whatever the case may be. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And that can be a very scary place when you have that fear and that worry and that anxiety about not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. And the way that gratitude builds fortitude is to have that mental strength, that mental resilience, that not only do you know that it is going to be okay, that you have that fortitude ahead of time, 
that regardless of what happens, that you're going to be okay. But then also kind of part three is getting to that level of it doesn't even matter. There's a quote that I love that it, I'm here for all of it. If, if the bad things happen, these are lessons. These are opportunities. There was a couple of quotes. One that I heard about being in a state of gratitude helps you to be in a state of solution versus a state of problem. Mm-hmm. And that's this level. And also in, in, you had talked about the shifting your mind, right? When you're stressed, when you're in a stressed state, you're, you're in the sympathetic, you're in that, that fight, flight, or freeze. And gratitude helps to reduce that stress load to put you into that parasympathetic. But when you're in that, that fight or flight or freeze, your brain, the amygdala hijacks your brain. You can't think straight. You don't make good decisions. You make very poor decisions. Mm-hmm. But when you have that clear mind, right, when, you, when you're in the parasympathetic state, you make much better decisions. And gratitude helps you to create from a place of solution and not from a place of problem. So looking at kind of that phase three of gratitude, that future gratitude, knowing that I've got this, like I am, whatever happens, I'm going to be able to create from a state of solution and not from a state of problem. I love that. I I really know, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely the quantum field at work. It's definitely how we bring in the things that we want to achieve or experience. And if we aren't, grateful for the life that we currently have, right? we aren't going to be able to bring in more of what we want. If we, First of all, if we're not thinking about it and thinking the fact that it exists and that it could be ours. I remember in The Secret when they were talking about when we're holding on to something that isn't serving us, our hand is busy holding on to that. Like you can visualize your hand holding on to it, but like really your body is holding on to it, right? Your, your cells. And if you let go of that, then you make room for more to come in. And that is similar to what we're talking about in terms of when we say what we're grateful for, we relax and we let go and we are in receiving mode rather than this uptight <laughs> warrior. What, you know, what do you call it? Grumpy warriors and grateful warriors. Yeah. So how to go from a grumpy warrior to a grateful Great. warrior. And it's true. I mean, we need to be able to have tools to be able to shift our mindset, to be able to get into this problem solving state, because this is where we figure out our lives. We, we don't want to be going from this confusion. So any other statistics you have for us in terms of what it can do for us? Or I know I had sent you recently that quote from Bruce Lipton about yes. how gratitude can get us connected to our spiritual self. So yeah. can you tell us what you think about that? Because I have some ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the key tenets that I teach is to really, I, and I also think too, when you kind of are in that place and you are going through some tough times, it's easy to kind of disconnect from source, whether that's your faith, religion, spiritual practice, God or deity or spirit or, or whatever that higher power is. It's easy to kind of disconnect because you're in that place of why me? Or, you know, why did you abandon me? Or I feel so alone in this. And it's completely natural to to be in that state. But gratitude can really help you to connect to your higher power. Again, whatever belief system you have to connect to your higher power. When you're connected like that, it's like gratitude on steroids. I was listening to today something about when you're in that level of alignment, your soul is dancing or, or something like that. Mm. But that's really what that's like. And in and, and terms of, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, but just really connecting to that place and pulling it all together. 
having your your guide, your angels, your spirit, your higher power, not just from a connection, but from a protection too. And knowing again, back to that knowingness, that unwavering knowingness and that unwavering faith that it's that it's okay that I am supported, I'm loved, I'm protected. Mm-hmm. So. What are your thoughts? I think it helps us get into our heart space and that helps us to connect with our path and our spirituality because when we feel what we're grateful for, we actually, like you said, have to feel it in order for it to really work. I mean, if you're just checking off boxes and you're just saying like, I'm grateful for the flowers, (laughs) you're just like, because it's something you've heard before. But like, if you take that moment and you say that and then you think, of like your favorite flower and what it smells like. And by the way, P.S. smelling roses helps to turn on your parasympathetic. So stop and smell the roses is a real thing. But if you actually make it a visceral feeling throughout your body and you feel that actual connection with both nature and with the experience, you expand yourself. And when we expand ourselves, then we are going to connect with even greater to the quantum field and, and a higher power, if that's what you believe in. And I do. I do. I believe in God. I believe that we are. And I don't think it's a male or female or anything like that, but it's an energy. We are here on Earth. In Earth school, it sucks. It's hard sometimes. We get lost and having tools like gratitude is going to help us to recalibrate, you know, like to get on our path. And the path is in our heart, in my in my opinion. We have been trained out of our heart and into our heads. A lot of times we are sensitive people who are even in overdrive in our head, having a lot of anxiety. And for me, anxiety is about being in the future. And our body's like, but we're in the present that we can't do anything about the future. So we need to bridge that gap. And I think one of the ways that we can bridge that gap is to get back here in the moment. What do I know? I'm grateful for my dogs. I'm grateful for the fact that they snuggle up next to me. You know, I was saying that this morning. It's funny how life works. Like I was like, oh, I'm having Holly on the podcast and I'm so excited and I'm sitting sipping my coffee and my dogs are all around me. And I'm like, I'm going to say what I'm grateful for just to get back into the practice of it. Yeah. And I I was watching the snow fall and I was like, it's so beautiful. And I'm like, why do people love snow days so much? Like other than the fact that life stops and, you know, it's the sound to me, like it gets dampened, everything gets dampened and it just feels like a warm blanket is over everything. And that to me is what I'm grateful for when it snows, other than I then dislike having to shovel and all the cold, but (laughs) and having to drive in it and take the dogs out. (laughs) I know I'm freeze my ass off, but then I recalibrate back to, oh, it's so quiet. And so and it is so beautiful. Right. And it's such a short amount of time. I love the smell of snow. Isn't that interesting? Somebody was saying that rain makes ions or something like that. In the air, which is like when we breathe ozone. I love breathing ozone. Have you ever done that before? I haven't. Oh, it's so, it's like intoxicating. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. Not like ozone layer, like up at the top of the sky. I don't know if that's the same, but really oxygenated air really makes me happy. I love that word recalibrate. I love that word. You just really hit the nail on the head with that. Oh, thank you. Because because that's what it does. I mean, it's it's it can be a pattern interrupt. It really Mm -hmm. can. And that's what we need. When we're feeling lost, we need the pattern interrupt, which is why I love EFT. I mean, it interrupts the pattern in your brain. And anytime you do that, you're going to be building this resilience that we were talking about. Recalibrating is shifting in the moment and over time will build resilience and be able to have mental flexibility. The other thing, and and you touched on on this a, a little bit, I'd like to just kind of go a little deeper. 
you know, you are what you focus on, the whole reticular activating system. And if you're in a state of gratitude, if that is who you are and what you focus on, that is what is brought to you. Another quote of Joe Dispenza, love his stuff. The longer you linger in gratitude, the more you draw your new life to you. That's exactly what that is, is just really setting your reticular activating system, like winding it up like a little toy, just saying, go. (laughs) Joe Dispenza says your personality creates your personal reality. And if you're somebody who's a bitter ass person, you're going to find that (laughs) their life sucks. I won't name any names, but I know somebody who will be like, well, that's just going to be the worst thing ever and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, can we not (laughs) say those things? Like it is, first of all, not true. You don't know for a fact that this is going to go horribly. So let's recalibrate and try for something that might give us, first of all, that's going to put you in your fight or flight, right? You're going to be like, oh my God, I got problem solved. And and it can become habitual in that way. So why not become habitual in the other way, which is to be grateful and excited about the future and curious about it and wondrous because it is, we could go down that rabbit hole and it's just not serving us to constantly be pointing out all the things that aren't working versus what is working. When he says your personality creates your personal reality and your personal reality creates your personality because it's a feedback loop, right? It you is. Know, it's going to keep <laughs> going down the toilet if you keep thinking awful thoughts. So switching them is, makes a lot of sense. One of the things that I really want to focus on also is just that it puts you in receiving mode. Like you, if you're scared out of your mind, you don't want anybody near you. Like I recently went through a moment where I was going through some really tough times and Fan wanted to hug me. And I'm like, I I don't want anybody near me. Like I'm in protection mode right now. And she understood that. And I know in my head, I'm like, Fan is safe. But like in my body, I felt like please just give me a few moments. Like I need to recalibrate, right? I mean, I know the truth of the matter, but my body's feeling something else. So I need to rewrite whatever's going on and release that so that I can get my brain and body on the same page. Yeah. What do you think about how it puts you into receiving mode? Do you feel like it really does? Absolutely. And you can have me back in a few months when, and I can unpack the whole story, but a personal situation on my end. And I ended up, moving, what, two, three states away and going through that whole process of packing and moving and finding a new place and everything and just all of the logistics and all of the unknowns, I just showed up with every single day with every single decision that this is going to work out the exact way it's supposed to work out. And it did. And even if it didn't, quote unquote, work out the way I wanted it to, I knew that it was for a good reason just putting my my gratitude practice and my meditations on the highest vibration as humanly possible going through everything. But to be able to face all of the unknowns with a level of feeling supported that everything is okay and that I'm grateful for everything that I'm going through, that there's no pushing, there's no shoving, there's no, and I'm talking about it in my head, <laughs> right? That there's there's no temper tantrums going on, which my brain used to throw temper tantrums all the time, <laughs> like like a defiant toddler. But just it's okay. It really is okay. And being in that state of receiving to know that the right home was going to be there for me, that the right bank, the right person to cut my hair, like all of these things that are brand new. And realizing that 
it's okay that I'm finding the right people. I'm finding the right opportunities. That's such a huge, huge shift. It's so important to have that ability to receive this new life that you're trying to create. Like we often are out there trying to create it and then we don't receive it. And that's actually also, let me just say, being in the feminine versus masculine energy, we all have both. And masculine is more about creating and doing and female energy is more about receiving. And certainly it's been a struggle for me throughout my life and which is why I love gratitude because it does get you into that receiving mode. It is the parasympathetic. It's why I had chronic illness for so long, you know, because I was in that do, 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 do. <laughs> Fen always loves when people say do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. Do, do. <laughs> do, do. <laughs> you know what, Amy? I'm the same way. Like I was the quintessential type A overachiever. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, if it's not being done at 200 miles an hour, why even bother? <laughs> like, what do you mean feminine energy? Just get it done. Yeah, that was that was how I lived my life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, these health challenges just they sidelined me and I had to just, like you said, recalibrate. Yeah. For a moment, I want to talk about that, because when you were diagnosed with breast cancer, you had a moment where you were like, this is happening for me. And you were actually grateful for it. I remember you saying to me. So that is mind-blowing to a lot of people that you could actually feel that in that moment. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it was like, I don't want to say funny because cancer is not funny at all, but the story, like how it just kind of happened and looking back. So I actually was diagnosed on my 39th birthday and I use humor as a coping mechanism. So like right from day one, I was like, oh, some girls get flowers, some girls get earrings. My gift was breast cancer and being kind of snarky about it. Mm-hmm. And using humor as a coping mechanism. But I said it over and over and over again. My gift is breast cancer. 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 And someone was listening. Because at some point, I actually felt it. And that's why I was like, obviously, cancer is not funny at all. But how I was being so snarky and kind of defiant saying it that way. And then all of a sudden, I felt it. And how did it change you? Now that you phrased it that way, going back to receiving, just knowing that I had a piece and I didn't know what it meant. I just, I felt that this was for a bigger cause. Like this was for a bigger reason. Like I knew that my diagnosis was the start of something and it had nothing to do with breast cancer, but I didn't know what that meant. I knew that there was something that was going to come out of this, but I had no idea what that meant. And it obviously wasn't until years later that it manifested. Yeah. And that's, it's just like that feeling of peace that it's going to be okay. And the other thing too, was going into treatments. Obviously, you know, you in the oncology waiting room or you're actually in the infusion center or radiology or whatever. And it's a very somber place. It's a very, very somber place. All I did was I just started opening my mouth. I'm off the charts introvert. And I just opened my mouth. Off the charts introvert? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I opened my mouth and I said, hi, I'm Holly. I have breast cancer. What are you in here for? Every single time I was in the waiting room or whatever, going in for treatment. And it just, people started talking and smiling. And the room went from being very somber 
to just having a little more life. When you're in there for cancer treatment, feeling a level of liveliness is a good thing. Mm -hmm. The more that happened, the more I realized, okay, there's something to this. I don't know what it is, but there's something to this. And that's what got you through. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so hard when we don't know the next step, especially if you're type A. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, what a lesson there. Oh, yeah. And and all of the waiting, too, with, with these types of big diagnoses. I mean, there's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of tests and a lot of waiting. And I'm just like, get this thing out of me. Oh, is that when you started saying what you were grateful for? Yeah. No, it actually wasn't until years later when I realized that I was making some changes in my health, going gluten-free and minimizing sugar and reducing toxins and things like that. And it moved the needle, but it wasn't until I started addressing the emotions and the kind of emotional aspect of healing. Actually, and, and you and I started working together and realizing that the emotional component is such a huge, huge part of healing. Like I would say even bigger than nutrition or exercise or all of the other things. I did that last. Not sure what would have happened if I started on that first, but that was really what started to open the door. I mean, I was dabbling in it, but then that's really what started to just catapult the gratitude in my life. I remember watching you change and transform and it was really amazing. Yeah. I was always proud of you. Yeah. And also a little jealous because you are so motivated. Because one of the things that I love when I work with people is they have that spark of the whole, the awe of what is about to happen and it's still fresh. And so when I work with people and then it's new, I'm like, oh, I miss that. Cause like it's already been however many years down the line. And I kind of get how it all works and how to use it. And a little bit of the magic is gone, you know, of it. But watching you and how much you embraced it and how much you changed because of it was really cool. Well, thank you for helping me be me. Uh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. And you are seriously a badass. I mean, you worked for, we won't say where, but it was like this crazy ass agency. I, I like to say one of the three letter federal government agencies they make TV shows about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, you guys, like you would never suspect she was biking in winning races. And were you a triathlete? I can't remember if it was actually. A tri yeah, you were. Yeah, I did the X-Terrace, so the off-road, the mountain bike triathlons. Like a mountain biker like that <laughs> scares the living daylights out of me. I was the only civilian racing for the Quantico Marine Corps mountain bike team. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, when, so it was like little OB and then all these big Marines. <laughs> yeah. So she is like pint size power. And I don't you. you can you please talk, how tall are you? What are you? Five, three, something like that. Five, one and three quarters. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, gotta, wait, you know you're short when you got to put in the three quarters. <laughs> yeah. So you were so powerful. And, and I remember just hearing your story about going through breast cancer and just watching you incorporate all these things and just change and transform so quickly. Because when you are somebody who is type A, it is very much about control, is very much about knowing the next step. But there's no time for emotion, right? You know, which right. is what caused that buildup. And then we also have usually a disconnect between our brain and our body. And so I think when we say what we're grateful for, not only are we getting in our heart space, but we're connecting with our brain. And that is a feedback loop that is going to help to, to not only heal us, but also create our life. 
And it's just obvious to me. I mean, I can't, it's just so awesome to see you have this podcast about gratitude builds fortitude. Yep. Yeah, because I, I remember you not wanting to speak your truth about certain things either. And it's like, you are so powerful. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, how could she not want to talk about this? Like, sometimes we think our we don't want to talk about our mess, but our mess is our message. And it takes a while to really get comfortable with that. And, and I'm sure EFT helped with you getting into... Oh, yeah. <laughs> releasing the limiting beliefs. And as well for me, too, because I grew up not speaking to anybody. In fact, I'm talking in a group of sensitive people. We were talking about how m many of us were quiet in high school and how a lot of people thought we were bitches because we didn't say anything. We were just like scared out of our mind, basically, and just observed everybody with like wide eyes. So I didn't speak up. And so having a podcast as well was really not the first thing on my list, to yeah. say the least. I love your podcast. Thank you. But you know, it's interesting you bring up EFT. As I was kind of going through this transition, there certainly were times that I was gutted. I don't want to sound like it was all rainbows and corns and puppy kisses, although I do have a pug. So there were lots of puppy kisses, but um, so cute. Oh, he's adorable. There were moments like just feeling kind of gutted and tapping like you've given me those skills to, to know how to tap, but tapping also in a place of feeling the feels, but then from gratitude, right? And asking for the gift and asking for the lesson and asking for the opportunity to be in that place where, I mean, just gutted and sobbing, but still asking for what is this? To feel the feels and to be there and to use the skills and techniques with EFT that you taught me. And then to combine that with the gratitude and to be able to look ahead and see, okay, what is, what is the opportunity? What's going to be coming up? I mean, that's the beauty of what we do. It really is. Thank you. Like I said, I've been recently going through something. And as I was going through it, I had those moments where I was crying and feeling the self-doubt. Wow, I'm choking up. Oops. I love you, Amy. Thank you. Sometimes people aren't okay with how bright you are in this world. Yeah. And will do anything to put out your light. And sometimes it can be convincing. But when you have these tools, you can recalibrate and hear the messages from God or your higher self or your inner knowingness. And the light always wins. It does. And that's why we need to make sure we can switch. Because when it's so intense, you need to get out of that. You need a life raft. And gratitude can be that. Tapping can be that. I didn't expect to get so emotional. It's okay. You you gave me one of the biggest tools in my toolkit to get through the tough times. Thank you for that. I guess this moment just leaves me grateful for the fact that we're human and that we have each other and we have tools and I can talk about my journey and be honest and and share how, because a lot of times people think, one, I don't believe in God, two, that life is easy or something for me. And it's just not, not always. And especially right now, it's just getting more intensified because the louder I speak, the more people I reach, the more I've been attacked. How? And so having people like you in my life 
is important. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Well, I am so grateful for you. And it's the light is the light and the dark is the dark. We all come in with our different belief system, but the light is the light and the dark is the dark. And the dark is always going to want to fight. And the dark is always going to want to battle. But the light will always win. The light will always shine. And Amy, you are one of the brightest lights that I know. And your light shines so bright in this planet. And that is why you're here. And that is why you do what you do. Thank you, Holly. Is there anything else you want to share about gratitude? (laughs) Oh, is there anything else I want to share about gratitude? There's 8 billion, close to 8 billion people on the planet. I have so many people when they join my community say that they don't feel worthy of gratitude for whatever reason. Hmm. And just their situation, their chronic illness, their health state, just so beaten up. And and I was there. I was, trust me, I was, I was there. That if you're listening to this episode and you are feeling unworthy, this is a little too out there, or I don't know about this gratitude thing, you are worthy and it has the power to completely change your life. It really does. I tell you, it absolutely changed my life. And it's so simple. Just try it. Just start small. And then you work your way up and you just realize that even when things aren't going your way or how you predicted or planned, that there are gifts even in that. Yeah. Even if it's just you never, ever have to do that again. I mean, you can literally just say that. At least I won't have that happen again. You know, exactly the way that it happened. Yeah. But usually there's a lot more, a lot more lessons, a lot more gifts. It just does make you happier. Yeah. And it builds fortitude. It really does. (laughs) When you feel like the universe has your back, you definitely have a pep in your step. Oh, yeah. I like that. When you feel like the universe has got your back, you have a pep in your step. It's true. You're like, oh, what other gifts are out there for me? What other things are going to happen that are going to be epically awesome? Amy, you are epically awesome. Oh, thank you. Holly, can you tell everybody where we can find out more about you? Absolutely. So since you're already listening to this podcast, head on over to Gratitude Builds Fortitude on whatever platform you're on. Hit the follow button and come say hello over on Instagram at holly.bertone. And I think we've got a few links in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for being on the show, Holly. Thank you for having me. If you love today's podcast, you're going to love the UR Energy course. I'm going to drop the link below so you can pick up that course. I go much more in depth about the science behind healing and I share the tools and techniques that I use every single day to help my body heal. Content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.